And welcome back to 90s Noise. This is Ashley, born 1988. I'm April, born 1991. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 90s Noise. <laughs> All right, spooky season's over. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy, though, because I literally felt like October was like in a blink of an eye. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that this is the end of the end of the year. We are wrapping up the year that never ended, never wanted to end. It's the year that never ends. Pretty much. <laughs> so we are wrapping up 1993, but we've got one more movie to discuss. That we do. That we do. Yes. I could not leave 93 behind without giving some thought to this amazing movie. One of my favorites, I feel like, even as an adult. And I, I think I like it even more as an adult now. But yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire is just, I feel like, the most classic movie that comes out of the 90s as like a a feel-good comedy of something that's heartfelt yeah it was it wasn't bad I, I admit that like I personally was never huge on it growing up I watched it maybe a couple of times here and there I don't know I I think for me personally I just wasn't super comedy focused growing up I was a lot more yeah we know you were watching the ninja movies (laughs) yeah well I I just it was more action stuff and so I I know I watched this growing up multiple times but it's probably been at least 20 25 years since I've seen it wow so you're seeing it now almost with like a whole new perspective then because like yeah. some of the stuff that happens in the movie I never caught as a kid never would have understood as a kid mm-hmm. so now watching it at my age it's just I feel like you get a new perspective and we've talked about this a lot since doing this podcast about how certain shows and movies have sort of made us look at them differently and a lot of yeah. times better than when we watched them as kids and that's what I feel like this movie does like I literally had it on just right before we started recording it just I don't know it's just it's there's something about it that's really magical and I feel like a big part of it obviously is Robin Williams I mean he's definitely I mean just I couldn't imagine anyone else doing this role like it just fits him so perfectly and oh I just love it I love his character. I I do. I I feel like for me that there was a a decent amount of movies though in the early 90s and I'd have to get the exact timeline of that kind of atmosphere of like a guy dressing up as a female for whatever reason and really? I don't remember that. So there was another one. It was uh what was the name of it? Ladybugs? I think it was like a soccer one. And it had um okay, so it was actually 1992 was when this one came out. Hmm. And it had Rodney Dangerfield and Jonathan Brandis. Mm-hmm. 
and it also had Vanessa Shaw from Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. And it it kind of had a sim a similar aspect in a sense where like the where Jonathan Brandis's character dresses up as a girl to play on the girl soccer team mm-hmm. to um, okay. And then at one point, I think Rodney Dangerfield's character dresses up as a girl, as a woman, too. I mean, you're right. Like, there are other movie concepts. Like, I'm thinking of some that are more, like, early 2000s. Like, the one with Amanda Bynes, where, she, you know, she's, she's a man. man. Mm-hmm. Uh, White Chicks, of course, is the yeah. classic. Like, they're dressing up as something. But I guess it's just the way that this one was used like the way that they used that character I did like I did like that aspect of it where it wasn't it wasn't necessarily like he wasn't trying to make fun win or to or to get like a a a, to an upper hand yeah yeah in a competition Mm -hmm. right um like a lot of times that is no I mean I don't really have negative thoughts on this movie it's just it's just not one that I I watched religiously or regularly as a a child or even really growing up Mm -hmm. yeah and I and I personally don't recall the times that I watched it as a kid I mean I know it was in our rotation um and I I just I know I liked the little girl because of her being in Matilda and her Mm -hmm. being in Miracle on 34th Street like those are two of my other really big movies that I watched in the 90s so I think associating her with that was another reason for me to watch that movie and then also mm-hmm. I mean like Robin Williams I mean it just I think he was just hysterical and the way that he was able to do I mean just that opening scene of all those different voices that he yeah. did in that you know just a couple of lines it was I don't know it just pulled you in did did you feel I felt very um fern gully when he was doing he was um ad-libbing mm-hmm. about the the cigarette and everything mm-hmm. i was like okay this feels very much like the how he did most of the patty rap yeah. and everything yeah and so i was that, thinking about that i was like okay we're kind of tying things in here and everything yeah i feel like he definitely did a lot of those sort of roles where he was playing like using a lot of different nuances in his voice and accents and stuff in that early 90s period like with mm-hmm. Fern and then he did Aladdin and this one I feel like even Jumanji was he was a bit of a I don't know did he, I think he how how, how did you say that Jumanji one more time Jumanji the first time you said it was sad it you it, you like emphasized a oh, portion I? of it that I had never heard. Oh, really? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was like, wait. Because <laughs> I've always said Jumanji. Jumanji. Yeah. But now, yeah, so I know. Now I'm like, I don't know. Jumanji. That's, you're like Jumanji. I feel or like something. I do like, put more emphasis on the first. Confidence. Yeah. And that's Jumanji. what I was like. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, wait a second. I've not heard that that before. That's hilarious. Yeah. He, he was he was an incredible actor and both voice and in person Mm -hmm. um it seems like there was never a dull moment with him no like anytime he was on screen he like took hold of that character and the emotions that he was going through because 
that's another thing about this movie that I can take away from more as an adult is the divorce aspect of this film where Mm -hmm. it's not like oh the parents are already divorced or um it's in this like really hostile type divorce situation no it's like two adults that have decided this is not going to work out they're getting a divorce they have all these kids and you kind of see how the whole family is going through it not just one Mm -hmm. side like you you see robin's character you see kind of how it's affecting the kids and then you also see the wife so yeah i do kind of like that how they handled that whole situation yeah i mean it the whole thing started where he he didn't want it and he was fighting and that's why he he was doing everything he could and including trying to get more time with his kids because Mm -hmm. he just didn't he didn't like that aspect which is understandable but I do yeah I do like the how it kind of affects everybody and that first that first dinner that first Saturday or whatever Mm -hmm. when she she dropped him off late and then she came an hour early right it's like what I mean you you hear about that as like horror stories and mm-hmm. everything and I just to me I'm I in my mind I'm I'm just oh if you if you can't abide by these times yourself like that that should be a a knock against you mm-hmm. and not him because he's he's ready to go he's it's not like it's not like he was late picking them up right or something of that sort it was all on the mom and I mean I get it her her jobs pretty much she was the breadwinner mm-hmm. and so that's where a lot of the stress came from right but still if you've got commitments for your kids I feel that that should come before other things like you shouldn't be making excuses I mean this it's not it's not like their dad was a drunk or right uh, abusive or anything of that sort it was that's the thing yeah he was just wanting to be there for his kids and he just yeah you know didn't have the career that obviously would allow him to have a stable Mm -hmm. side of it but I like I also like which I definitely did not remember as a kid I always feel like at the end of the movie I created in my mind or whatever that they were getting back together like they had like mended their relationship but Mm -hmm. the movie doesn't end that way like they are just two separated a divorce maybe at some point they're not trying to emphasize that they are going to ever get back together they're just like hey we're gonna compromise and we're gonna work together on this which I thought was really cool I admit though I didn't care for the ending because I do feel like it was just very end like it really it did have an abrupt end it really did. I don't feel like there was a conclusion and it's not even necessarily put putting them back together but right maybe like them celebrating a different kid's birthday and being okay together yeah I feel like yeah that was a little bit and that's maybe why I gave that ending to it as a kid like oh okay Mm -hmm. they're getting back together because it really didn't feel super complete like you you can kind of get the gist of the direction they were going with it like they weren't trying to be just a typical 
oh, two parents are going through it. They're going to get a divorce. And then at the end of the movie, like, oh, no, we actually fell back in love with each other. I like I like that they were real about it because it usually doesn't happen yeah. very often. Yeah. And my thing is, is I feel like even her potential relationship with Pierce Brosnan's character didn't have there was what the last scene with him was the dinner mm -hmm. and that's it like so right there's definitely yeah so like, like you could you know put your own spin on it that they're still seeing each other like they're still I mean because it's not like anything ended yeah. badly where it could be like oh they're not gonna want to gummy even though it was kind of a crazy dinner but and that's the thing with with Stu I always felt like as a kid he was supposed to be the bad guy like oh this new guy's coming in to tear up these two parents like don't separate this family but he's not the bad guy he's not playing he's a villain. Not. he's literally just like hey she's she's getting a divorce she's she's cool with going out you know we have a free up uh, prior history let's see what yeah. happens like he's he's being really generous with the kids like and super nice so you're as an adult you're like you can't hate the guy he's not doing anything yeah. wrong <laughs> especially considering the fact that a lot of times there's issues with the new mm -hmm. person whether it's a whether it's on the male side or female side exactly. trying to make the the parent distance themselves from the kids because yeah. it's like oh yeah that's they're in my way or something of that sort I mean that's what that's what you see all the time on like other tv shows oh you, see, yeah. you see that on true crimes but that's that's not the case in this movie mm -mm. that's not the case and so i feel like as an adult i'm sure i didn't care about this as a child because i probably because it was an what an hour and a half long movie and so i was probably at that point ready for it to be over with just because <laughs> my attention span but as an adult i truly was one where i'm like okay, where's where's the close to this? Mm -hmm. we're, we're kind of like in the slope of the third act, but where's the finale? Like, right. the, you, you started the finale, but where's the final finish? So that's... Yeah, and it's almost I, like... I had issues of, with that. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's almost like they could have carried it on into a sequel at that rate since they didn't really yeah. give it that final final finale you could have been like okay so it's kind of open-ended so now they have the luxury mm -hmm. to kind of take it wherever do they want to yeah. you know keep Stu and Miranda together do we, do we want to get the parents back together or whatever so it would have been I don't know it's one of those movies that I feel like doesn't work for a sequel though like I just can't think of a of it needing that much more I see to it. I see both on that like it's almost, I feel like this was more of a, could almost be more of a TV series, like a first yeah. season, and yeah. you just didn't get that finale episode. <laughs> like, they canceled it right before oh, the finale no. or something. Like, that kind oh. of thing. That's kind of how I feel with this movie. It Because you're right, it really doesn't have much to play on for a sequel. I mean, unless they ended up doing it where... It was years down the road and the kids were grown and maybe the son had a similar situation and oh my God, can the, you same, <laughs> the same shit. Uh, and then we see like an older Robin Williams character and Sally Fields characters. And then we kind of get that backstory of, 
okay, are they still separated? Did they mm -hmm. mend their relationship? Okay, going off like side thought on this though, what did you think of the TV show that was inside of this movie that Robin Williams ended up doing at the end? Like, does that look like a show that you would want to have watched as a kid? Are we talking the Mrs. Doubtfire show or yeah. the one before? Okay, because the one before, no. No. <laughs> yeah. that, flip, flip that real quick. That would have been one I need something on in the background just for noise while I'm while I'm in a fever haze <laughs> and just need to like sleep. I'd be real that first one though would have been interesting. Like kind of going off on a tangent on this one. But if you were hopped up on medication or whether it's like cough syrup or flu <laughs> medicine or Mary Jane and watching that first one with the dinosaurs and, and that would that would have been that would have been interesting but I did like I kind of wish there was a little bit more with how Robin Williams had jumped in and was doing, doing his, his rap thing. thing oh that yeah. one kind of reminded me of Fern Gully because he started doing yeah. the rap with the dinosaurs. I'm like, <laughs> that one was cool. But the Mrs. Doubtfire TV show, honestly, maybe when I was like kindergarten, first grade. Yeah. After that, probably no. not. Okay. It was the voice he did with for Mrs. Doubtfire was just a little too... It, it was a little, not necessarily monotone to me, but more, more kind of like what you would listen to when you're trying to sleep. Mm. Yeah, you just want like, if you're to zone something out or something, it's very, very much so just Hello. kind of, yeah, it's, it, there wasn't the, there wasn't enough like emphasis on certain it certain was very ways. soothing though like if you really it, just needed something soothing. mild maybe to bring the kids down after their crazy like wild maybe. day yeah just be like here dinner's about to start yeah. just watch this very mild show and then just <laughs> yeah. everyone just be like okay <laughs> yeah yeah that that <laughs> i could see but so no i would not have really cared for either of the shows but I was also one of those that liked more of the animal theme, like yeah, like the his dinosaur. Cats. The the rendition that he put on the dinosaur one was cute. Like he would have had to have developed it more. But I did yeah. like what he did with it. I might have watched that one. Yeah, but otherwise neither of them. Because because I know also mm -hmm. unless it, unless they added uh, saber tooth tigers in. Because mm, that's true. I. I I wasn't they probably would have. I mean, they're part of that same time period. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, like, well, that but that's the thing. If we're really well sciencey here, but if we're really going off of time periods, half of those dinosaurs weren't even alive during the same time. The the amount of time that we've been on the earth is like minuscule mm. compared to the dinosaurs but you've got like so much more of a timeline and it's like cut up into like three different mm -hmm. sections yeah some of those were this section some were this section some were that section whereas like 
Jurassic Park and those types of movies just throw them all in oh my god like no that that's really not correct in that sense but the it's lies. <laughs> the lies the lies they tell us as children so did you catch I don't remember his name the character he plays but Miranda's like assistant or boss guy or whatever at the office that what else did he do oh my gosh like tell her that what's his name was on the uh wants to work with he really wasn't he really wasn't in yeah he was like in two scenes or whatever but yeah but I, i recognized him that's the guy from the how the west was fun that's right yeah um that's who I always associate him with. I'm like, oh, yeah, the villain. <laughs> yeah, Justin Gregory. Well, he was also, he was also, really, that's the only thing you associate him with? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, girl. He was Clue. He Clue. was Colonel yeah. Mustard in Clue. He was also in Jingle All the Way. I didn't watch um, that one, though, girl. I'm not a cult follower of that. <laughs> you never, oh, just wait until 1996 that is or actually or hmm that is a uh holiday one. Oh, you're right i mean we, we might have to go ahead and do that this we did this, talk uh, to brian so we did promise to like we should watch that yeah i mean but no he he was in he's been in so much i originally my first thought for him was i think i think it was probably jumping me back to um clue Mm. because yeah i only watched that maybe once so i yeah no i don't really i don't picture him with that movie you know i just i always remember him in the mary kate national i mean come on i mean yeah (laughs) of course of course how the west was fun how the west was fun yeah fun fun i'd forgotten he was in that and i'd also forgotten that pierce was in this i know he like it's such a baby face i know that's a different role (laughs) before uh before all the james that was before right yeah yeah bond. that's what i thought that is so funny. i think it was like right before it had to have been right before is james bond his james bonds were the mid to early 2000s mid to late 90s i don't know if he went into the 2000s with bond hmm. I, can't I think that might have been when they swapped out let's see oh yeah he did die another day i think was was that his last one yeah so he did he just broke into 2000 barely yeah i completely forgotten he was in it i was like oh okay i do think that this was probably one thing that i'd seen matthew in Mm. was kind of like oh he's he's okay Mm mm-hmm and then shortly after brotherly love started and then i was like oh okay yeah definitely (laughs) my little four or five year old self when brotherly love started yeah i think my my favorite scene with him is when he walks in on mrs doubtfire peeing and that whole like dad like i i love that scene it's i think it's just it's so good it's so good I completely forgot about that one because I, because I'd always been like, how I couldn't remember if the kids had known, mm. and 
And so I forgot about that scene. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, so are they going to tell? And it's like, don't tell Natty. I'm like, mm. yeah, that would be you not getting what? to know. <laughs> why, why do they always pick on the youngest? That's not fair. Not fair. <laughs> Justice for Natty. Justice for Natty. <laughs> Justice oh, for Natty. He's so cute. Gonna ta- that's going to be the hashtag for this one. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think the though the one scene that I feel like is my favorite is the mm-hmm. restaurant scene though where like, he's going back and forth yeah I just I feel like that bit is just you're like okay like how is he gonna do this for one like you know the whole setup's coming and you're like okay mm-hmm. how is this gonna work like I don't think so but yeah. just the way that he manages to execute it and then I think the whole putting the spice in his dish and which is kind of very mean like that's terrible like don't do that but just that whole he's running over to to save him I think is just so fitting for who he is yeah this movie and like okay there's the the two guys like they don't really have any animosity with each other at the end they're like okay Mm -hmm. all right cool they're just both like oh yeah (laughs) at the end yeah exactly (laughs) I did wonder because I didn't, like I said, I didn't remember a whole lot about this movie. And so I wondered when, how it was going to come to fruition where it was revealed. Mm. And I, as soon as, as soon as they were talking about her birthday and everything, I was like, all right, it's, I was looking at the time. I was like, okay, it's, it's got to be coming here soon. So it's got to be like the big reveal has got to be there somehow. And that was like I'm like all right so where is he gonna mess up mm-hmm. and then originally it started off with him and what was it Mr. Lundy mm-hmm. and he was still dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire and it's like he plays it off though it's so good he did I do I because he like sits down and he's talking regular and everything and, the guy, <laughs> and he just and he's like mid <laughs> it's like well that's also what that's also what like what seven freaking scotch drinks in five minutes will do to somebody yikes yeah like slow down (laughs) i'm i'm one of those that uh whenever i do actually end up doing drinks and everything i'm more of a heavy liquor person like scotch and um brandy and everything but I'm like, good lord! Even I wouldn't do that shit that that Not much that quickly. That... Yeah, no, I would <laughs> maybe do two mm-hmm. in like a four-hour dinner time frame. Two, right? And that last one is probably not completed. <laughs> it's yeah. I'm like, no shit. She's no shit. He's falling over when he goes back to sit with the family and everything because he can't even see straight. Oh, oh, but that that also reminded me because like just go, them going in to get seated with the whole, you remember that, smoking or non-smoking, like remember always mm-hmm. having to choose and then you would go to a restaurant. I remember going to a restaurant and obviously it was always non-smoking for us, even though my parents smoked, but we didn't want to sit in smoking because but then getting to a restaurant, they're like, oh, well, non-smoking's full. It's going to be a wait. And then my parents would be like, oh, well, let's just go sit in smoking. And how different the experience was. You're like, oh, my God. But even non-smoking, unless they truly had a 
it was a you walk through a door mm-hmm. yeah and everything having a there there was this meme before memes were a thing <laughs> where it it was like one of those I think it was one of those like stickers like almost like the happy bunny sticker type mm-hmm. deal mm-hmm. where it literally said Having a smoking and non-smoking section restaurant is like having a peeing and non-peeing section in a pool. <laughs> it's so there accurate. is no difference. There's no difference. There wasn't. No, because ninety-eight percent of the t- damn time you had to walk through the smoking section to get to the non-smoking mm-hmm. section. So by or the time to the you bathroom got to the bathroom or something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was there. There were would be times that we would go into a restaurant. And we would turn around and walk out because it was yeah. just so mm-hmm. thick. Yeah. And all three of us kids have had asthma mm. and smoking was a huge aggravator yeah, of that, that when hard. we were younger. Yeah. That was kind of a, that was a flashback. The whole yeah. smoking, non-smoking. Whole I'm like, culture shock of like, oh, crap. Yeah. That was a great day when they banned indoor smoking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But people are still doing it now. They just vape. They just... Oh, well, it's a vape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The same <laughs> damn thing. What was I watching that? Oh, my God. I was, what was I watching recently that it was, he was outside and, and he was vaping and, and some guy came up and was like, no, or he was smoking a cigarette or something. And the guy was like, no smoking. And then he turned around and started vaping. And the guy was like, you just said no That's smoking. Same like, it's vaping. Thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Same it's the same damn thing like you need to educate yourself then (laughs) it's the same damn thing you are still putting nicotine in your damn it is just a higher what is it a higher concentrate of like or it's the i don't even know this is you can tell i'm not a smoker much about vaping (laughs) yeah i mean I think I've smoked a cigarette once in my life. And that was, I didn't even like actually smoke it. It was just like one puff and I like died coughing. Yeah. With my parents smoking with me growing up, I never wanted to try it. I just was like, nope, this is not for me. I think it was a freaking party or something. And it was just, well, wow, you just, it just, try it kind of thing i was like i'll try once but like a cigarette or a marijuana a cigarette oh nicotine we're not ta- we're not Tobacco. talking about mary we're not talking about mary jane right now <laughs> no we're not that's, okay. that's a whole other that's gonna, a whole I was other about story to say, i'm like okay that's a whole other story um <laughs> that's we, we should we, have an episode on that because the 90s were all about just say no to drugs Oh yeah, we're gonna have a we'll we'll have a uh, uh, the drug free episode. While but not no, I while intoxicated. I, uh, <laughs> that could uh, be a fun we, episode. We are in Florida, where if you do have your medical card, it, it's it is your good to go for medical reasons yeah Um, Yeah. but I was I mean I was I think I was I was older because like you know you always hear about people like trying that when they're like Mm -hmm. 10 to 13 and stuff I think I was like 16 17 
So number one, I was almost of age to be able to, to buy it myself. Yeah, I didn't care for it at all. And yeah, I haven't ever touched a cigarette since then. So I, I just can't. And I mean, even like a hookah, I can only do Mm. very seldom. And I've got to be like my, it's got to be a certain time of year where my asthma is not flaring up because it just, it kicks me in the ass. Um, even with that, I mean, (laughs) asthma is a great excuse to exactly not get addicted. Right. Shucks. Yeah. Shucks. But my favorite line of this whole movie, let me know if you agree with me, is by the amazing Sally Fields at the restaurant. Do you know what I'm going to say? No. Yeah, I know you don't. The whole time. (laughs) (laughs) So the way she says it, the amount of time she says it, how she says each one is so different from the next and it just Oscar winning performance for me. I thought it was great. I thought that I thought that reveal was great. It took me a second to realize was it which portion of the mm-hmm. mask was falling, yeah. but it was like it was the top. Yeah, I was I was expecting it to be the reveal to be Pierce's character looking back at me like, "What are you packing?" <laughs> that could have been a good way a uh, good way to do it too. Because <laughs> because he would have felt that and oh, everything yeah. with with the Heimlich but that's that's what I was expecting was some sort of reveal in regards to that not the mask having fallen I I really although I really really wanted to um wanted Robin's character to be like look Frank it's roadkill <laughs> with the mask when the mask had been oh, ran over yeah <laughs> something like that mm-hmm. you know just because but I know that that's more that was more of a Jim Carrey and the, and the mask. Well, the, look, Mom's rope. And I did, yeah, I know. I I did read that he did obviously a lot of improv on this, but that he did a lot of takes of a lot of these really classic scenes because he just tried different versions of these lines mm-hmm. and and that there is kind of like an R-rated movie, like a a a G, a PG thirteen, whatever. It's all the different classifications of these movies. They because he did different takes so there are some that are a little bit more yeah. raunchy in them so I watch like some of the behind the scenes and deleted scenes and you kind of get a taste of that and, and kind of get you know where he was going and it's it's just it's really funny I think it's an I think it's about time that they bring back bring it back on blu-ray and have it as like three separate versions well because I mean this one cool. was pg-13 yeah yeah. And so I'd be all for seeing the R as an adult. Oh, heck yeah. And and that's what I was wondering too because it's like even or even just I would I would love if they had the cutting room the cutting room floor cuts and just throwing those all together. Mm-hmm. Like even not even just as a movie but just being like deleted edits or something right. like yeah, that yeah, yeah. like just a whole like yeah. dude a freaking two three hours probably at least and that i'd be 
because I always I always liked watching behind the scenes, oh, like the it. deleted scenes mm. or extended scenes. Yeah, and so I'd al- I'd always like to see that. And or those bloopers. are like I, that was my my thing with the Mary Kate Nashley is oh, whenever they did the behind the scenes or bloopers, I lived for those. I was like, yes, thank you. Like it, you were yes. like, I'm in your world more. Like it's just yes. Ah, oh. I I love like literally that was part of the reason why I begged for a DVD player and then begged for a Blu-ray player because I wanted to get because because like VHSs really it was just usually during the credits mm-hmm. was all you got yeah but then when DVDs came out they started adding those extras that extra shit and I'm like I want I want it all and then then when blu-rays came out they were adding even more to it mm-hmm. like dvds were getting a few little things yeah. like okay if mtv had been on the set it was on the dvd oh, yeah, but yeah. but the actual they would actually have like true like interviews and stuff with right Blu-rays yeah. mm-hmm. commentary and, oh my gosh don't even get me started on commentaries i legitimately I didn't even know, I don't even think I knew what the hell commentary was until Lord of the Rings. I would always skip over those for a while because I was like, oh, why do you want commentary while you're watching? And then once I started listening to the commentary, oh, it changed my world. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So, so much. Like, I, I, it's hard for me to watch the extended versions of Lord of the Rings without commentary anymore. And I just keep thinking about the comment. Like I can still hear the commentary in my head. I love hearing because you don't hear about that shit Mm -mm. very often. That's not something you'd hear in an interview. No. It's not something even an interviewer would ask. Why do they still do that though? Because I feel like that was like a really 2000-y thing that Mm -hmm. they did. I don't know. Not that I haven't had a DVD in a while. (laughs) I haven't seen even because we'll go through and when we're at the store, we'll go through their entertainment Mm. section, look at some DVDs. And we've looked at some of the newer ones and I've not seen it Hmm. because they just don't, I don't think they truly like, they don't, I feel like they don't do as much promotion for the movies anymore, especially once yeah and social media you'll be you were like wasting your time doing commentary well I would go back to dvds and blu-rays simply for commentary Mm -hmm. simply for it I agree give me give me the damn commentary just do it give it to me that's what they should do some of these older movies they should if the actors are still alive and can remember they should have them do a new like commentary yeah that's so cool Okay, you need to do that, but I know you're not. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That'd be an interesting or like have all of their the other actors from the movies. Yeah. I'd I'd watch Holiday in the Sun listen to con- listen to the commentary if they've got Megan Fox and on that shit too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That see? Like and then especially nowadays with Zoom and everything, that would be so easy yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, they used to have to be all in one place, but they just pop it up here, screen share on Zoom, and record like this, and just pull the audio. I feel from like they it. were doing that a lot during COVID, like 
not commentary but they were bringing back a lot of these older yes they did so like josh gad did that did like a, a little series called together apart or something like that and he had gotten a handful of the different ones hmm. i believe uh back to the future i oh, forgive me on this the only one i actually truly watched the whole thing of was lord of the rings oh. <laughs> but there was other ones too they um he did a handful of them and it was it was a zoom where talking and it was the only thing that sucked for it was it was only like an hour long right and if it was a larger cast it took it you didn't get as much mm-hmm. like with literally with lord of the rings it was like it was like 15 of them oh god and everything so i mean it was great to watch it and i i love that but yeah i, I think that would be fun to just so many so many of them are going doing conventions and everything now yeah. too so okay or do like a live watch with commentary or something like that yeah, that could be mm-hmm. an interesting too yeah with know. all the different podcasts and everything else going on right now they could easily do something like that they could even, you could even make a podcast for each episode of a different movie that someone that they're having the actors commentate on yeah i'll watch the movie yeah there you go so. gave you an idea all in all, Mrs. Doubtfire was a pretty decent movie. Um, again, pretty decent movie. Oh, girl, girl. Like I said, it for me personally, it's <laughs> it was more enjoyable as an adult than as a child. Just because, again, I wasn't big, super big in the comedy only. Mm-hmm. If there wasn't any type of action, I know you love it. Yeah. I mean, I love Robin Williams. Exactly. I do. Yes. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time. Ciao.